there, listener? How are you? I was just saying that I was on tea there just now because it's early in the morning. Well, not that early, but it is in America, and I'm I'm a little tired and I'm on tea. But I am thrilled and super excited by the guest today. I, like I really am, uh, and you'll hear it in my voice. This is enthusiasm. If you're thinking, all are, what yeah. is that sound? Yeah. It is enthusiasm. <laughs> That extra, anyway. extra little bit of fairy yeah. dust in Lynn's voice. We are, we're excited, aren't we? Yeah, it's happiness, I really yeah. am happy about this, right? Which I feel bad about, because now other yeah. guests, I'm setting the bar too high, right? Because now other yeah. guests will be like, oh, yeah, you we just... Fuck that, <laughs> yeah, we fucked that, haven't we? It's all about yeah. our guests today. <laughs> anyway, listeners, sorry, we should start. We're not being very professional, but listener, we are here. Um, thank you very much for listening. If you've never heard this show before... Well done. And if you have heard this show before, you'll know that I am Ferguson. I'm Harrington. <laughs> I'm Hawks. And I'm Cannon. Well, hey! Yay! Yay! We're joined by Tommy Cannon in the Tommy house. Tommy Cannon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Three of us are just going to sit here a little bit starstruck, right? I know, right? The string, and we've got Tommy Cannon on our show. It's a British <laughs> institution. And I'm glad it's special <laughs> as well, because you can, you do, you look the same. Uh, I think, I mean, that's a cheeky thing to say, and if anybody ever said it to me, Tommy, I'd punch him in the face. But, like, I feel like you are so... You, obviously, with Bobby Ball, were so representative of a whole period of Saturday nights of me growing up. A whole generation of, of us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? When you go, oh, my yeah. God, it's Cannon and Ball. <laughs> yeah. So it's thrilling. Thank you yeah. so much for yeah. coming in. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you must get that everywhere you go, Tommy, don't you? Because you are literally, you are a part of the furniture. If You know what I mean? If you're from this country, you literally are a legend. You, it's well, fantastic. So does everybody uh, tell you that? <laughs> a lot of people do, yeah. But the thing is that um, to reach the pinnacles that Bobby and I did, Considering that yeah. um, I never wanted to go into show business, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a miracle, to right, be honest. Yeah. You know, mm. yeah. If it hadn't been for Bobby keeping bothering me and saying, "Do you want to make a double act? Let's make a double act. Let's make a double act." Till eventually, <laughs> I said, "If you don't stop it, I'm going to knock you out. I don't want to make a double act." <laughs> You know, it was it was strange. What did what did you want to do with your life, Tommy? What, uh, if I, if uh, well, show business wasn't I, for you in the early days? It, well, the thing is, I wanted to uh, either be a professional footballer or a professional cricket player. Oh. I love sport. Um, I had um, mm. I had a what's the name with the Man City, and I, I had a go at Lancashire Cricket Club and didn't make it. Um, and I, I think sometimes things in life are meant to be. Um, all that Absolutely. didn't happen. Uh, and then years down the line, uh, I go as a welder. And uh, the first <laughs> person to speak to me out of like five or six hundred guys on the shop floor was Bobby. He came in, said, hello, oh. Cock. So you were welders? Yeah. And we walk, he walked away. And as he's walking away, I thought, wow, that's a funny little character. And that was it. From, and I, even now, God bless him, I don't even know why he kept bothering me to be a double act. I didn't even know what a double act was. You know, so... <laughs> well, I just thank think, God well, that he did. 
well, thank yeah, God suppose, for all for yeah. all of us that that enjoyed, you know, your career. I mean, I grew yeah. up. I'm obviously Neil said the same thing, but through. I mean, yeah. I grew up as a teenager through the '80s, and of course, that was your golden period when oh, you had yeah. the Cannonball Show. And yeah. I mean, we never missed it. We never missed it. Oh, yeah. thank you. And I actually, even thank now, you. right, I've had to know, the, like, so, listener, if you're listening in uh, America, you might not know this, but there was a time, a long, for a long time, uh, everybody would go rock on, Tommy. <laughs> like, it was like the catchphrase so, was over and over. Right? Yeah. Still so, say, yeah. I still say. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's the funny thing that because uh, I used to go on stage in the early days two or three minutes before Bob and I'd mm. sing in a song and he came on this particular night and out of the blue he said he came on and he stood there and he went oh rock on Tommy and I went <laughs> what I, I didn't know what he was what were I went what do, what do you mean what do you mean he said no he said, I said where have you got that from he said oh David Essex he said did a song called rock on I said, yeah. He said, well, he said, I heard it and I thought, hey, when I go on stage and I'm going to shout, hey, rock on, Tommy. Next news, the old country was saying it. It was just amazing. It's so true. It was the braces. The braces. It was the braces. I I didn't make that up, did I? Yeah, but what you don't know about the braces, the reason that the braces were doing that was because they kept saying, this is like a brass strap. He said, I have to keep pulling it up. And he, he kept doing that. But not that. And then all of a sudden, when right. he came on, he went, oh, rock you on, chummy. That was the whole audience. They were all, yeah. when we went for autographs, the whole audience are going, hey, rock on, chummy. Oh, God, blind. Isn't oh, it funny that, that certain catchphrases like that would just resonate yeah. with, with, yeah. Uh, with the public? And that one, That's I mean, right. even now, kind of, you know, years and decades, decades later, I mean, yeah. it's so forefront in, in, in everybody's mind. Is it, is it true, Tommy, that, um, that you started out as, as singers? You weren't really comedians. Yeah. And then uh, after being told that comics earn an extra three quid a night, you decided <laughs> to go for comedy. <laughs> it's, it's very true, actually, because um, we were doing a, a working men's club in Yorkshire and this comic was on, a good comic, actually. Bob and I were on the same show. We're going to the uh, committee for the chairman to pay us. And he gave me and Bob six pound and he gave the comedian 12. So as we're walking out, I said oh. to the comedian, I said, uh, hang on. I said, why does he give you 12 pounds? I said, and only us six and there's two of us. I said, Tommy, if you do a bit of comedy, you get more money. And that completely changed <laughs> what we were doing. And for 15 years, all we wow. did was sing. So... And all of a sudden, we went, okay. Is that right? For 15 yeah. years? 15, 15 years. singing, yeah. 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 And that was it. We, we, oh, we wow. just we, we did a, a few stupid routines and uh, got paid yeah. off and everything else. And, you know, yeah, and, and developed from that. Well, there's a lesson in the magic of fate, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. If not anything. Ches, do you want to um, tell Tommy about our, our structure for our show? Oh, sure. I'd, well, j- just so that you know what you've let yourself in for here, Tommy. Um, yeah. Just to, to give you a little, like a, a little kind of glimpse into the future of the next yes. hour or so. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> so, so basically, um, we have a, a, a fabulous guest every week, and this week is the most fabulous guest. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Mr. Tommy Cannon. 
<laughs> and uh, so we ask our guest um, to give us a, a quote that they either live their life by or it means something. And then we go into why uh, you chose that, which we'll, we'll start with in, in a minute. And a little bit late, later on down the line, Lynn, Lynn's going to do a little bit of magic. And we don't mean pulling rabbits out of hats, but we'll explain no. a little bit more about that uh, when, when we get okay. there. Um, and, and then we also ask uh, our guest uh, for uh, a favorite song that has some kind of emotional connection uh, to them. And, uh, and I will... Do a version. Here's my guitar uh, live mm-hmm. for you, um, okay? Uh, right here on the podcast. Mm. So that's basically uh, that's basically our structure. Okay. We're going to kick off with your chosen saying, your chosen phrase, which we asked you for before the yeah. show. So your phrase is by Geoffrey Chaucer, Chaucer, who is obviously best known, for, of course, for writing the Canterbury Tales. Yeah. And the quote you're saying is. Time waits for no man, which is in fact only part of a proverb. The entire proverb is time and tide wait for no man. And of course, in this case, it's often taken to refer as the rising and falling of the ocean, which is another natural phenomenon that man can't control. So a famous time quote. And and why that, Tommy? Why is that so uh, pertinent for you? Um, It's just that, uh, I mean, I love my family, uh, I'm very much a family man, and sometimes the my children are grown up now. Our children, I should say, mine and Hazel's, and the, sometimes when they're hesitant in things, I will say to them, and they know what I'm going to say. They go, "I know what you're going to say, Dad. Time waits for nobody," and I will say <laughs> it because it doesn't. Time passes so quick. My son and his lovely lady are getting married in April. Right now, let me tell you, when they first mentioned that, which was seems like it was five years ago, right? It's now here. Yeah. And tonight we were talking about mm-hmm. it, and I thought, wow, I'm right about time waits for nobody because it's around the corner. It's first of March, yeah. soon be April. They'll be married. It's it's just it's just phenomenal how time does just zip past. Uh, you know, yeah. the movie Boys in Blue. Uh, somebody told me, I didn't know, they said, Tom, that movie that you did, it's 40 years old. I went, never. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's 40 year old. I, I, so, so like I said to everybody, don't be hesitant. Time waits for nobody. Get in there. Give it a go. That's that, yeah. and I've it's always so stuck true. by that. It is true, um, especially when you're a parent. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Like when you think yeah. about, like, because yeah. your son that's getting married, I bet <laughs> you can still remember him when he was like yeah. chubby and wearing shorts and like going to school. Oh. Like, oh. it feels really strange. Yeah, well, of course, I can. That, yeah. that bit's gone. I know. But my son. Yeah. I know, but let me tell you, sweetheart, my son is six foot six. I'm five foot eight. <laughs> is he really? I'm so proud of him. I am so proud of him. You know, he's six foot six. And I keep thinking to myself, well, how come I'm only five foot eight? And suddenly I think, oh, I know. My wife had three brothers. And they were all six foot. So that's where it's come from. If you don't mind me asking, I mean that that's um, that quote there. 
I mean, obviously, it's it's pertinent to anybody that has lived a life as a human, because um, time does go by so fast, mm. you know. Um, yeah. And it, you don't mind me saying that you're you're in your eighties now, right? I'm eighty five in June. Oh my Goodness, God! You see, wow. so, um, yeah, and you're so, touring, right? You're just you're you're touring at the moment, is that right? <laughs> um, I've got well, there's everything's going on at the moment. I've got a tour starting in September. We're doing a tour, a small tour of um, Legends of Comedy, which is <clears throat> it's it's brilliant because it's variety like it used to be. You yes, know, old school. Yeah. So hopefully. That will do very well. Um, I've got... um, I'm going to tell you this, and I I really shouldn't tell you, really. I'll cut it out if you need me to. Go on. Okay. (laughs) I suppose you you know a guy called Robbie Williams, don't you? Yeah. He knows him very well. I know him quite well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's a mate of mine. We've heard of him. Well, yeah. he, He has done... My intro for the Spurs is actually oh, fantastic. Good oh. man. Vocalized it to bring me on stage. And I, I can't tell so you. Cool. I was, it's, he's, he's, he's a real, real good friend of mine. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to take a picture right now of me and, me and you, and I'm going to send it to him. Hang on. Are you? There you go. Yeah. I'll say, I'll, and I'll just say, look, look who I'm on the podcast with right now. Oh, Chase was it. only with him a couple of weeks ago, so there you go. Yeah, yeah got a small world. He's got, got a place here in LA, between. which is where I live, and so we met up the other day. I've known him oh. for thirty years, mate. Have you really? Isaac. Yeah, we've, I've had I've had lots of chats with him and everything. I love him. Yeah, he's a great lad. Brilliant. He is a great lad. Yeah, he's yeah. he's really nice. So I'll send yeah. that off now. See if we get a reply Lovely. before the end of the show. <laughs> I bet you you were a part of I his childhood. Sends love. I bet you his Saturday nights were you and yeah. Robbie well, as well. That's that what, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what his mother said. I talked to his mum when I went to see his show, oh. and uh, she said, "Tommy, she said, Robbie loved you. He grew up with you. He loved you to bits. Yeah. And I don't know whether you knew what Robbie did for me." But when I went to see his show, we took all the family in Manchester at the arena. There were 20,000 people there. And he invited me and all the family down. He knew exactly where we were sat. He walked on stage and walked down the stage. He turned and went like that to me. (laughs) And I thought, thought, has he? Is that? It's like it, I didn't. I, I thought, is that for me? Anyway, show carried on. <laughs> this is a true story. Show, show carried on. He got towards the end of the act and he said, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to dedicate this song to a legend who's in the audience tonight." And I'm looking round for the legend. And I said <laughs> to Hazel, "I said to Hazel, my wife, I said, who's that? Who's the legend who's in?'" And she said, oh, I don't know. So he's walking back to where he started to sing Angels. And he said, Led Gemin, let me tell you, Tommy Cannon, the legend, is in the audience. Oh. And he went, Tommy, Tommy, 20,000 oh, people. Oh, 
Oh. Oh. I was in buckets of tears. I, I, oh, tell me, that's wonderful. Oh, honestly, I can't tell you. And I went down to see him in the VIP room after. We all went down. He put his arms around me, said to me, I'll never forget, he said, Tommy, I love you, mate. And I've oh. got a picture, a block picture of that exact picture with Robbie with his arms around mm. me telling me I was he loved me and I were a legend. I was oh I'll never forget it rest of my life. Never. Never. How wonderful. Oh. Well mm-hmm. that's yeah. really, really yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that yeah. story. And I and I yeah. will, I've just sent him the picture. With, Good. And, uh, I'll say I said Mr. <laughs> Cannon sends love. Oh great! Well, you must have some effect here because my little dog is going crazy. Arthur started shaking with enthusiasm. He's like, "Whoa!" I've got a dog in my lap. Can I ask you though, like, because one of the things that uh, I've wondered is because you've been with Hazel a lifetime, right? Like you've been married for a long time, yeah, and you were with Bobby for a long time. That uh, I wonder about, I mean, you're a man who's been blessed with really strong relationships, you know, like really good yeah. friendships yeah. and yeah. bonding. Has it always been like that? Yeah. Have you always been yeah. surrounded by good friendships and things? Yes, I have. Uh, and I, I suppose at the end of the day, um, those friendships either happen very natural, right, or they don't happen at all. And with me... Mm. And my family and Bobby, you know, Bobby and I never thought for one minute that we were going to reach the pinnacles that we did. Because I remember coming mm. back from the northeast, pulling up in the lay-by and turning to Bob and saying, Bob, how much longer are we going to do this, mate? Because we're not making any money. <laughs> we've, we've got to do something. He said, yeah. all right, mm. he said. We've got three working men's clubs to do. He said, if we get paid off at one of them, we go back to welding. And I said, that's fair enough. That didn't happen because we mm. did very well at all three. And I said to the audience, and that's why we're still here. Now, that's a true story. True story. Wow. wow. Wonderful. And you, you and Bobby uh, were mainly very, very close all the way through your all the way through your lives and your, your career. Yeah. But there was a, a little period where you you openly said that you kind of had a falling out. Um, yeah, and, well, and how how did that happen? And and it, and how did you get back together as friends again? It's, and yeah, it's it's hard to to think back that while. But I have to say that what happened was, and I it was management. They said that what you need now is entourages to take your places so that you're not driving, you're not tired, you're not this. And we both thought, oh, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. Like, yeah, that we can have a sleep in the back of the car or whatever. And what both of us didn't know was, and in them days, we didn't even know how to register into a hotel because we used to go there, the, the lads carried the bags mm-hmm. in and they'd say, right, go to your rooms, we'll see you in the morning. That was it. And we didn't know that over the period of what, I don't know how many months they were with us, but they were with us for quite a while. And what they were doing is they were going down to the bar, both entourages were meeting, and one would say, hey, tell you what, you don't know what Bobby's saying about Tommy. 
And then the other one would say, oh. tell you what, you don't know what, Bobby, no, it was just a nightmare. We didn't realise all this was going on. And then all of a sudden, Bob and I, we got together and we said, look, what's wrong, Bob? What, you know, we've, we've come from welders together. What's wrong? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, mm -hmm. I think it could be the entourages. Maybe there's some gossip going on that's not true. I said, and it's coming back to yeah. us. And now we're party company. He said, yeah, maybe it is. I said, well, I think we should fire them. I think we should get rid of them. Forget the management or anybody else. Mm. It's our act. We need to get rid. And we got rid of them. Absolutely. From then on, times changed. Back, we were back to normal. Wow. And they, wow. And they were just carrying on and talking so much gossip. You know, yeah, it's it, you. You kind of lost track of why you were together in the first place. Was, well, yeah, and I mean, I guess. to do that is quite shameful, really, because we started from nowhere. We started as from two lads getting together, making a double act, thinking, "Wow, well, well, this is better than welding," and it all it all virtually <laughs> collapsed. You strike me as a as a very um, straight talker. That you say things are as things are, that yeah. you're not really bothered with, um, like, if something annoys you, you'll just say, that's annoyed me. Or if something, uh, most, and I suspect yeah. most things don't annoy you, you're kind of like, you get on with life, right? Yeah, I do, yeah. There's not a lot in life uh, annoys me. Um, I can't, um, I can't think of any time that I've, uh, gone off the charts if you like and um i i can't i can't get into arguments with people i can't I, i'm i'm that i'm not that sort of guy i can i can say my piece yeah. but that's all i'll say that and that's it in a nutshell you know yeah yeah mm. Mm. Yeah, that's. I think that's a beautiful thing to be honest with you. It's a, you yeah. know, you're obviously people. Uh, people like um, get on with you, and you and you you're uh, you say what you you mean, and you mean what you say, yeah. and uh, yeah, and and people love you for it. Like you can tell that. Yeah. Well, I I used to. I don't know. My son came with me, and my wife came down to went down to um, where did we go? Stork to um, do a song in a recording studio and uh, I um, did this song, would you believe, line by line, this song, and <laughs> no. we were seven hours in this studio, <gasps> I was stood up all the time and these guys that did it were the most lovely, lovely lads I could have ever worked with <laughs> and I've never done a record uh, like that, a line at a time, because if you can say, laugh, yeah. laugh me a laugh, grin me a grin. Now, if you go, laugh me a laugh, grin me a grin, and they go, right, and then you've got to say the second line. Now, the second line, laugh me a laugh, uh, grin me a grin, grin me, and you can't get it because there's no rhythm <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah, exactly. I really, oh, man, I was beside myself. But they were such lovely lads, I can't tell you. It was it was a pleasure. So <laughs> I've done this, and um, Robbie Williams' songwriter wrote the song for me. And that's oh, well, all I'm going to tell you about lovely. that.
You were part of an era as well, I think, uh, Tommy, of uh, the golden era of double acts. Like I think that the double act, the uh, mm, the double yeah. act at your time, really were the sort of it was like the definitive double act. You know, like I was always a big fan way yes, before you of uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, and then there wasn't really anything. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like in no, the seventies, no. this double act thing came. Yeah, who were your influences? Oh, I always loved. It's, it's weird. Once again, you see, I always loved double acts. Lola Nardi. Oh, really? D. Martin, Jerry Lewis. Mm. I, I always loved them, and for my not for my sins, but I ended up in a double act. <laughs> So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really one of those, wow, I can't believe it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You never thought that would happen type of thing. Never, never. I mean, I, yeah. I loved Eric and Ernie. We we met, yeah. um, Eric met me and Bob at the uh, Luton Town Football Club. And Bob and I oh, wow. were just beginning to get a little bit of a tittle on TV. And uh, he said to mm. us, when he met us, he said, you know, lads, he said, um, there's only one double act we're bothered about at the moment. And I said, really? He said, yes. He said, it's you two beggars. And I said, oh. Yeah. oh. He, said, I th he said, I think you two are going to take our crown. And that was the most wonderful <laughs> thing that he could have said. So now we go yeah. to the football club and... There's a group of lads that Eric has brought from uh, a home where they were all living to watch the game. And Bob popped his head round the corner and went with his braces, Rocky on kids, nothing. <laughs> Eric popped his head round, put his glasses to one side, <laughs> and they howled. Yeah. Howled the reds of off, yeah. yeah. And I, I turned, he turned to me and Bobby said, you see, that's when you know you've made it. <laughs> That's lovely man lovely man that is so oh, cool I bet he was yeah uh, totally lovely, lovely story I'm just looking I'm just looking at the clock Lynn I think it might be time for you oh, to for do my your magic. Thing, you know? well you know it's good timing because yeah. Arthur there you go there's Arthur has just stopped shaking we've had weather over here in California and like really bad rain <laughs> But actually, if you grew up in Scotland or right in Britain, then you're kind of used to the rain. Uh, so there's a sort of, you go, don't like it, yeah, but it's yeah. all right. But that dog is a California dog, and I'd never realised it before. So when it rains, <laughs> he goes, oh, like he starts shaking. He's like, what is this wet yeah. stuff from the sky? So I'm not exhausted yeah. <laughs> by the rain. I'm exhausted by the dog. Are you yeah. having the same as well? Our Chesney? dog Finn, uh, who you who you know quite well, yeah, he's yeah. he will not poo when it rains. <laughs> he just won't do it. Like you take yeah. him for walks for yeah. hours. I got soaked the other day. I was out for like a, you know an hour and a half or something like that, and the dog was just looking at me. I'm like, mate, yeah. there's a reason we're out here right now, <laughs> and it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Worse than having a baby because he yes. wakes up. Like he'll not do it. He won't go out if it rains, right? He's like, oh my god, no! There's like scary stuff coming from the sky. But yeah, then yeah, if yeah. it stops yeah. raining, just for like two minutes in the middle of the night, he's like, hey, 
Let's do it now. You're like, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but I'm ready. <laughs> anyway, that's where I'm at in my life right now. Yeah. So one of the things that I do, uh, Tommy, is that I, I work in story. Actually, I think it'll be, it's something that probably you would be into because you are very much a speak the truth kind mm-hmm. of guy. It is how it is. But what I do is yeah. I ask people to tell yeah. me a, a story or talk about a subject for two minutes. I, put, I even put my wee timer there. There like that. There's a timer. And then I write down what I hear in the story. And then we talk about it. Does that make sense? It's quite L.A. Except it's not yeah. L.A. It's L.A. with rain. Right? That's what it is. L.A. with rain and weather. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. So what I'm going to ask you about. Tommy, as diamonds, will you talk to me about diamonds? Just tell me what you think about diamonds, okay? You ready? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Right. Diamonds, is, for me, is my wife's a diamond, my son's a diamond, <laughs> all my family's are diamonds. <laughs> but if you have to go out and buy a diamond, the problem is it's going to cost you a lot of money, right? So I hope <laughs> that somewhere along the line, well, I can go metal detecting and maybe find a diamond <laughs> with my metal detector. Now, whether that happens or not, I mean, I don't know. I don't know whether, uh, mind you, a diamond's not metal, is it? So, mind you, it could be a piece of metal with a diamond in the middle. So maybe, yeah, maybe that would work. I don't know. It's just one of those things, isn't it? You've got to be, I mean, if somebody said to me, yeah, Tommy, there's a diamond. It's worth a hundred grand. I'm not saying I wouldn't take it, but who knows? You might be conning me. You know what I mean? So it might be a it might be a diamond that's only worth you know twenty pence. So I wouldn't know really what to do with the diamond then, would I? I couldn't take it to a jeweler and say how much is that, because he'd say you're joking, aren't you? It's not a diamond, that. So I, I don't know really. I mean, diamonds are funny things, aren't they? You know, you can either have you know you can either have a pocket full or. If you've got no diamonds at all, I mean, my my wife's got a drawer full of diamonds, drawer full. I mean, I've never seen as many diamonds, but she just keeps them there. I think they're just a keepsake. She doesn't wear them at all, you know. She has a diamond necklace, diamond earrings, so but she doesn't wear them. She just keeps them in the drawer. So I don't know what use they are. You tell me what use a diamond is, because I don't know now. I'm lost. I'm completely lost. I wish I had a diamond now, but I haven't. It's just, you know, just one of them things, isn't it? There you go. Have Thank we done you. two minutes? Oh, well done. Well really done, good. Tommy. Two minutes on diamonds. I well think done. that was my favourite ever diamond story. Oh, yeah, really? guys. Well done. Because <laughs> what diamonds means, Tommy, I loved it. is when you ask people, the re- that's the reason the boys are like, whoa. Because when you ask someone about diamonds, right, Mostly they will tell you what they value, what they ma- what matters to them. Though very rarely, if you say, talk to me about oh, diamonds, wow. will people say, uh, I've, you know, I've got a great big diamond on a ring or whatever. It's usually about what they care about and straight mm. up. <laughs> First thing you said was diamonds, <laughs> my, my diamond, wife but... and son. My wife <laughs> yeah. and son, that's all I care about. Keep your diamonds, keep your jewels, don't care if I've got my wife and my son, totally happy, right? Um so it's all about right. value. Yeah. And the, yeah, the thing that you said as well, which I loved, I loved it because it, it's, it, it's so the honestly you, 
if uh, you have to go out with a metal detector, I don't, I don't know what the metal detector is, <laughs> but that you're, uh, you value hard work. You don't really like getting things for nothing. That you find that is that's not there's something not right in that for you. That you like to earn your diamonds. You like to be the person that goes and gets yeah. them on your own. That you value the effort that you put into something. Would you say that was true? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely true. And uh, yeah. And also that it's it's very much uh, value for its own, from your own perspective. You don't care what other people think is valuable about your thing. You know what you know is valuable, right? You don't need to impress anybody yeah. else. You're really into what no. what you value, no. you value, and I'll work hard for it, and that's how I'll get yeah. it. And I wouldn't take that's any right. other fancy thing over it. Um, what what I that's very good. What that. I value, what I work for, is that is that the truth? Would you say that was true? Yes, it is. It is true. <laughs> wow, hey. it is. She's not bad, is she? Eh? She's no, pretty she's good. Not, she's not she's bad yet. Yeah. Wow. We she's bring her out on display. We bring her out on display every now and then and show her <laughs> off and wheel her around because she's not too shabby. It's brilliant. You know what it is? It's, it's a, and it's one of the reasons why I think that there there are certain celebrities or or performers who are very beloved, and you are one of them, my friend. Because we hear what people are saying to us all the time. And what you and Bobby were doing was you were enjoying yourself working hard for us. And I think that mm, yeah. that, that people yeah. knew that when you turned yeah. up, you'd thought about it. And I, I think that the response that you had from people was that these are these guys who care about us. That's why I said you would sort of like yeah. what I did in a way, because... The, the stuff that I do in story yeah. is about hearing what people really are saying, not all the fluff underneath, yeah, yeah. you know. But, yeah, yeah you are yeah, who you say good. you are. But I think that's part, part of your success and reason that you're yeah. successful that, in that way because you are just you, you know. It's, and, and even through, you know, your career with Bobby, it's like you could always tell that you guys were good people, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, that, uh, and that you cared about us, you know, I can always, yeah, always tell real. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, real. Yeah, because at the, the end of the day, <laughs> the end of the day, Bobby and I, we always believed that it was the people that got us to our, well, as high as we could ever go. You know, we went virtually yeah. around the world. We went to America. We went to Australia. We went to South Africa. Went, we went to Branson, Missouri. In, in America. Oh, we had fabulous, fabulous career. And it was all down to the people who put us there. Not any, we didn't put ourselves there. We were put there. And like I said, time waits for nobody. And when it happened, you know, we went to LWT and walked into the studio and to the offices. And like, it were mind-blowing. It was like, <laughs> are we really here? Is this... <laughs> wow, we're doing TV. It's, it, you know, it was just we couldn't we couldn't get it. We could. It was one of those things that mm. it was such a shock. But you know, at the end of the day, we got there, and you know, we <laughs> we made the best of it. Does it seem like a dream now to you, Tommy? Those days.
Yeah, it does. And I mean, you know, Bobby, having Bobby pass away as well, uh, over two, just slightly mm. over two years ago now, um, he was the funniest man. I, I always used to put him down as being the second Charlie Chaplin. Um, he was, um, he didn't even need to say anything. It was his mannerisms, funny bones. It it was just all in him. Um, and I never realized when we got together that he was doing an act with his sister when he was seven years of age with, there used to be a thing in Lancashire, which was cotton mills. And what they used to do is they used to have what they call a worker's playtime. And for lunch, they had an hour. And in that hour, they had entertainment. And Bobby and Mavis, that was his <laughs> sister, used to go out there and do it at, when they were both seven and eight years of age. Marvellous. Fantastic. <laughs> so he'd been in it yeah. basically all that, his that, life. That's a grounding for you right there. Huh? Yeah. Absolutely, I'll say, right? I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must miss him, Tommy. It's uh, yeah. to have a, co- a relationship like that through through that amount of time and and the the, the crazy stuff that you got up to and that you oh. managed to achieve together. He uh, must be like a he must be like a brother to you. Yeah, I mean, I did uh, Panto uh, last year for the first time without Bob, and Bob and I did forty two or forty three Pantos together, and. The lady that put the panto on, we met we met her in nineteen seventy-six, me and Bob. And we I was there rehearsing, but not rehearsing. And I felt yeah. I kept looking for him. Uh it was it's it was the weirdest thing. And I didn't and and this lady kept going up to my wife Hazel saying Where's Tommy? He's not here. Where is he? And I was thinking about Bob. Yeah. Rehearsals were... I worked right with the rehearsals. It weren't that it was anything that I was doing was written badly. I just couldn't get to grips with it. And then yeah. we got... And Hazel kept saying to her, listen, when he will get it, it will come. I'm promising you, once he goes out on that stage with an audience, it'll be there. And we opened up yeah, opening course. night, and at the the lady was in the panto with us, and she said, "I'm so pleased to tell you that Tommy is here with us for the season in pantomime." And the whole audience stood up and applauded me. It was oh. unbelievable. And from then on, wow. from then on, I were back. And then yeah. following night, following night, Leah, that's the lady, said to Hazel. We've got him. He's back. Tommy's back. <laughs> it's like Bobby was there with you, mate. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. He is. And I know you were looking. I know you were looking down, saying, "Get on with it, you soft beggar." You know, I knew he was doing it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I kept looking up. You know, <laughs> understandably. Yeah. You know, yeah. after all those years, understandably, yeah. it was just you were like a fish out of water, right? Yeah. It yeah. felt odd. And at that moment. And yeah, but was, that was lovely was... that the whole crowd. You know, yeah. it was lovely that the whole crowd and everybody yeah. got behind you and gave yeah, you that lift. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. You know? Yeah, it was fantastic. So we had a great panto, yeah. Wow, uh, lovely. Well, also, <laughs> it would have been difficult for you because you're not a good liar. You wouldn't be able to lie. 
So if your heart's no. broken, your heart's broken. You can't pretend it's not broken. You can't just go, oh, no, I... no, I'm fine. Because uh, the way that you feel is totally no, no. the way that you feel, and that's how it is, right? Yeah, that's the way it was, yeah. Nothing I could do about it. Nothing I could do. No. Yeah. But anyway, mu- musical interlude time. Yes. Um, you you gave you gave a few so- you gave us a, f- a few songs, but the one that stood out for me was um, was uh, my way, the Frank Sinatra. Yes. My way. Absolutely um, love it. I mean, what a song! You know, it's it, it's such a standard, I and I don't do very many standards. I haven't done very many standards on, on this show. Um, right. And. Uh, I was a little worried because I thought, oh, there's a lot of chords in that one. It's uh, that's an interesting one. It's not my style. I'm not really a crooner. Um, yeah, but uh, but it was really really lovely to to dive into this song actually because it is such mm. a wonderful lyric. I mean, oh, what, is. what is what's uh, what does it mean to you, Tommy? It, it, well, it means that to me to be to have achieved with my pal all what I've achieved. Yes. The song I would have sung would, we did it our way. But, yeah, <laughs> my right. way, you know, is it, it just sums everything up. Just sums it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, look, here it is, especially for you, Tommy Cannon. Then okay. We have um, Chesney Hawks performing <laughs> Frank Sinatra's My Way. Enjoy. Lovely. Over to you, Ches. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I've traveled each and every highway and more much more than this I did it my way Regrets I've had a few But then again Too few to mention I did What I had to do And saw it through Without exemption I planned Each charted course Each careful step Along the byway And more, much more than this, 
Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off more than I could chew But through it all When there were doubts I hated Faced it all, and I stood tall and did it my way. I've loved, I've laughed and cried, I've had my fill. My share of losing, and now as tears subside, I find it all so amusing to think I did all that. And may I say, not in a shy way, no, oh no, oh no, not me. I did it my way. For what is a man? What has He got, if not himself, then he has not to say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows. I took the blows and did it my way. Well done, Ches. Just for you, Tommy Cannon. That was Chesney Hawks performing my oh, way.、Man. Well done, Ches.、That、Thanks, Chesney.、Awesome. Oh man, that was fantastic. Well done, <laughs> brilliant, wasn't it? it? Absolutely loved it. Ah,、oh, thank you, Tommy. It was absolutely、You're、my、welcome. pleasure to to sing that for you. And、uh, do you know what? It's、oh. funny because、uh, I always, especially with a lyric like that, that is so emotionally charged、yeah. uh, about a life, about a life、yeah. lived. And、right. losses along the way, and yeah, I, I, obviously yeah, I yeah. had you in my in my in my head that whole time, and I was thinking of Bobby,、yeah. and I was thinking of your、yeah. kids and everything. Yeah, and, God、um, bless you. And just you know, it's an <laughs> emotional song, isn't it? It、oh. got. I think it got us all. I think you managed. Did, I, think we, yeah. I think we all slightly went. Yes, I think we all went. <laughs> What happened here is literally my、What? dog has been shaken the whole time, like the whole time. 
And then you started singing and the dog just yeah. went, <sighs> like he literally oh. relaxed. He was like, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> so you even got the dog. Uh, Tommy, we, we say one of the one of the special <laughs> gifts that we feel we get when we do this show is we get to watch the guest's face when yeah. Chesney performs their song or, or, or plays it. And, yeah. and you've not let us down. It, it, it was wonderful. And, and oh. I feel we've been so blessed tonight. We've, oh. we've had a, 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 like a British legend, a, a tradition. You've chosen your, your song as, as Frank Sinatra's My Way. It, it yeah. doesn't get any better than that. No. <laughs> it's, it's been a, oh, a, a beautiful you. hour. I just can't thank, thank you. you enough, Tommy. You're welcome. Fabulous. You're welcome. I have one last okay. question. The question is, Tommy, knowing what you know now about everything, what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Uh, no, that's not easy. Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say if, um, I think it's going to be like a, I'm going to a, a, a talk at a school uh, uh, where there are an art, an art school, and um, I'm going to tell them that because I I know that we nearly gave up show business, but we didn't. And thank, praise the Lord that we didn't. But I'm going to tell these people, these youngsters who are waiting to get into show business, I've only one thing to say to them. Remember, never give up. And time waits for nobody. Because Bob and I, mm. we auditioned for summer seasons. We didn't get them. We could have easily said, oh, that's it. I'm done. We're finished. Uh, we didn't. We carried on. We carried on. We trod the boards, not getting lots of money. But I don't think at the end of the day, money was the important factor. We, j we loved one another and we wanted to be together and we wanted to make it. And we did, and that was to us. That was the world. It was fantastic. Absolutely. You had a diamond there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very um, much. Oh, I think we've enjoyed it more than you, though, Tommy. It's been really inspiring. <laughs> really inspiring. When does your tour start? It starts in September. Well, tour? that's one of the tours, and the yeah. other one starts now. I'm doing sort of. I can't do all the tour because I've got other things going on as well. So consequently, I'm only yeah. doing maybe 12 of this tour, and there's about 20 gigs to do. Right. But I'm going to do about 12 of them. Yeah. Maybe Robbie and I will come along and see you, uh, Tommy. Me, me and Rob will be that in the front row magic. cheering for you. Oh, don't say that. I'll <laughs> I never saw you on the <laughs> anyway, we have come oh, to that dear. point yeah. of the show, sadly, where we have to leave. But we will be back again very soon in your earplugs or your earbuds or your earways. But until then, yeah. I've been Ferguson. I've been Harrington. I've been Hawks. And I've been Cannon. And I love you all. Oh, we love <laughs> you too, Tommy Cannon. We love you more. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Thank you. Thank really? you very much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Ferguson Harrington Hawks with Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. Written and produced for Source Productions by, surprise, surprise, Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks.